popping people? It's your boy Cass here once again for the Say Less Podcast. My voice is slowly starting to come back, so thank you guys for uh, dealing with me for the past couple of days. This episode, well, let me plug some shit because, you know, it's a fun episode, but goddamn, I got to plug something first. Thank you for subscribing to everything. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Podbay, Podbean, Stitcher, literally anywhere you can get podcasts, you can listen to Say Less with Kaz. But if you want to get all the fancy, fancy video courtesy of StreamYard, all you got to do is go to YouTube.com slash Kazim. That is YouTube.com slash Kazim. You can see everything, everybody in all its glory. I know it's great to listen to a podcast. And obviously, if you're not a commuter and not commuting to work, if you're not an essential worker, probably don't really have much use for a podcast so if you want to watch these conversations go to youtube.com slash kazim and uh you can watch the videos now today's episode is a good one i have rising actor says new orleans raised him new york paid him and now he's taking over hollywood my man Derek augustine which you can catch on marvel's cloak and dagger godfather of harlem ava duvernier's queen sugar but if you play a lot of NBA 2K like myself, he's the voice of Che on uh, My Player. And uh, he's worked with Rosario Dawson, Idris Elba, all these great talents on that video game courtesy of Spring Hill Studios, uh, obviously funded by the king, Goat James, LeBron James. So get into this one, man. It's a great talk. He's an up-and-coming superstar in the making. He's worked in a ton of movies, a ton of shows. He's got a lot of great stuff coming out. He's got a great show coming out in the fall on Apple TV called Swagger, which is executive produced by KD, Kevin Durant, and O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son, is also in that production. So I can't wait to see that. But this talk is great, man. Um, We talk a lot about his New Orleans roots, talk some football, talk some basketball, talk some acting, talk some Hollywood. He got to play Cassius Clay on Godfather of Harlem. It's a fantastic talk. Great guy. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. So without further ado, I got to do my dues. Emilio Sparks, hit the motherfucking music. What's up, King? How you doing, man? Living, I'm living, man. And obviously, you know, part of my voice, I've been yelling and screaming and watching old games and playing 2K and yelling at people online. <laughs> so my voice is a little raspy. You got to forgive me. But uh, first thing I want to ask you is the first thing I'm asking everybody, man, is just, yeah. you know, how does quarantine life and social distancing, how's that been treating you so far, man? What you been up to? You know what? Uh, I try to stay occupied and, you know, positive as, as much as I can. Um by doing that, I, uh, I do a lot of writing. I'm in the process right now of writing two novels and uh, two more scripts. So that's what, you know, has been keeping me afloat and keeping my sanity. So I'm doing all right, man. You know, I was working on another show um, before the quarantine hit. So uh, I was in Richmond, Virginia, and it was like, yo, we got to send y'all back, get back home. So they sent the lead cast back home and, uh, to L.A. And, you know, we, we didn't really know how long this is going to we, at, for, at first, we thought it was going to be two weeks. They said, we're going to see you home in two weeks. Little did we know yeah, the impact this was going to make. So, But I'm doing my best, man. I'm hanging in there. How you doing, brother? I mean, you know, honestly, this podcast has 
literally saved my sanity because it's like yeah. I just need to talk to people every day. I mean, I'm a, I'm a people person. So, yeah. you know, just being cooped up in the house. I got my dog. I got my girl. And yeah. I love them to death. But after a while, I'm like, man, I got I to gotta see what's going on. Yeah, I feel that, man. I feel that, dog. Unfortunately, I'm single, man. But I wish I had a lady I could just, you know. Bro, I feel for Hey, it's all good. <laughs> Love my girl to death. It's yeah, best thing that ever happened to me. Hey, you good right now, King? Hey, hey, I'm, 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 I'm my hands clean. Can't be, hey, can't be mad. Hey, sister, the queen, my way, man. <laughs> hey, she got friends, bro. She got a, she got a great looking sister. I mean, I think y'all, y'all get along real we well. Talk after this, bro. We gonna we'll talk, talk after this. Um, so yeah, I got a lot of friends from New Orleans, man, and oh, yeah. I always say people from New Orleans, Louisiana, in general. I got Van Lathan. He was one of the first guys on the show. There you go, right there. Louisiana <laughs> proud. Go Saints. Um, New Orleans is a special city, man. Like, And I've always said it's one of my favorite cities outside of New York where I'm from. Man. So uh, how did New Orleans prepare you for acting life in Hollywood and, and that yeah. whole thing? It's crazy because I used to live in New York. After I graduated drama school from New Orleans, I moved to New York. So I say I was blessed to be able to, to spend um, – you know, my adolescence and my young adult years going going through two cultured cities in in the US, coming from New Orleans, then going to New York. But New Orleans, man, um, it's no city like it, man. I'm gonna be honest with you. Just the culture, the food, the people, our, our, Ooh, our wow. vernacular, our accents. You know, we, if, I, if my New Orleans accent come out right now, you wouldn't even know what I'm saying, bro. Like, <laughs> Yo, listen, I speak, I speak fluent New Orleans, so like man, I, I, can, I can hear you. Man, let me tell you, though, it's, it's crazy. When, and when I'm out here, you know, I tell people I'm from New Orleans, like, all the ladies be like, say baby for me, you heard me? <laughs> be like, say baby, what's that? What's it? But you know what? It, um, I started, you know, I have a twin brother, and uh, my mother, God bless her, so um, she, she, you know, she had twin boys. She was like, I'm about to, I'm about to, y'all going to be in entertainment. Mm-hmm. So she started, she started us off doing uh, modeling when we were, like, five to ten. You remember those old J.C. Penny, Penny catalogs? Yes. My mom, we in, literally, I got stacks of them shit from my mom's we house. Were in, we were in those. <laughs> we did those. We did the J.C. Penny uh, fashion shows, and um, we did that for a while. And then, you know, we, we we transitioned into theater. And that's when, you know, I fell in love with the craft. And I remember the first play I did, it was called The King and I. And I had to be like uh, 11, 12. And that was it. I was stuck, man. So... You know, when um, when we wanted to take it a little more serious, when we entered our teens, we were going to move to L.A. And then, unfortunately, my mother got sick when we were 13, 14. So we had to stay in New Orleans. And, um, you know, when I hit 18, 17, after I graduated high school, I was like, man, what do I do? Do I go to L.A. and pursue this full time, New York? Or should I stay in New Orleans? Because my mom was, you know, she was sick and out of the hospital and I stayed. And I went to drama school. I went to the University of New Orleans, played football there. Hey, okay. Drama, you know what I'm saying? Doing theater. And then after I, I, I graduated, I moved to New York and continued my studies and started working. And, uh, and you know, and my career just took off from there. So, um, and I've been blessed, man. And, and, I, and I'm grateful that New Orleans has made me into the young king that I am. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. Uh, and, and like I said, New Orleans is one of my favorite cities in the world. So as soon as I found out you from that, I was like, oh, yeah, we got to talk. Those are my kinfolk. If I could pick a city to be from, it would probably be down New there. New Orleans. You're Absolutely. Right? The yeah. food, the people, 
people, man. And I'm from New Orleans proper, man. I'm from the East. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people say they're from New Orleans, but they be from like Metairie or, uh, or either the West Bank. I'm from New Orleans, New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? Went to Garetti. I played at Garetti. Went to Osborne. Went to Parkview. You know what I'm saying? All my family went to St. Aug. So I'm blessed, man. I, I, New Orleans is nothing, it's nothing like a city. You hear me? So you went to St. Augustine too? Nah, man. Unfortunately, I had to move. We, my, my, my brother and I had to move to uh, like an hour away when my mom got sick. So we went to uh, high school in a, in a small town called Lafayette. I mean, Lafayette. And uh, after we graduated, we came back to New Orleans. But we were going to St. Aug. We are going to go to St. Aug, man. Then a the hurricane hit. Oh. So it was like everything happened. You know, we wanted to go back to St. Augustine, but, you know, the hurricane, my mom got sick. It was just like a lot of stuff going on. You know a lot of things against you to stay there, man. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, I, I say St. You know, I mean, I forget people listening to this episode, not just say St. Augustine. Me and you know what we're talking about, but yeah. like, a lot of people don't stay, know yeah, like, the, the history of like, that high school. Yeah, it's a historical black high school based in New Orleans and. You know, um, a lot of prestigious alumni came from that school. A lot of ball players came from St. Aug, man. You got Tyron Matthew, uh, Fournette. You know, the list goes on and on. So, so shout out to St. Aug, man. Now, my dad went to St. Aug. My, my uncles went to St. Aug. It's like, I, I mean, we got the last name, Augustine. Yeah. I was about to say, like, I mean, you sound like a, a legacy with the last name. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, man, let's let's get right into the, to the business, bro. Um, sure. Obviously, you know, you, you do do anything on uh, Godfather Hall. And you got to play Cassius Clay, and you've uh, yeah. you've been around people like you know Forrest Whitaker and LeBron James. And you got the greatest behind you. So, yeah. one question I want to ask you is: you know, you've shared so much screen time with a bunch of legends. What yeah. are some of the core similarities that you've seen being around guys like LeBron, guys like Mav Carter, guys like Forrest Whitaker, all these people? Yeah, it's um for me, it's it's the level of success they've reached in their and their career career, and they haven't even reached the pinnacle. You know, when I when I ask them for advice, they're like, "Man," and just to hear what they what they say to me is like, "Derek, honestly, you don't need no advice. You're on the right course. It's just patience." And that's one thing I have to work. I have to teach myself and be more comfortable with is patience, knowing that everything's going to be okay. And God, you know, I haven't I haven't. It's all in God's in God's timing, right? But, um, man, their legend down to, you know, Forrest Whitaker, Idris Elba, you know, Rosario Dawson, uh, Vincent D'Afrio, LeBron, uh, Maverick, just, just, you know, being around those people. And they really push you to be great, to reach this, 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 this greatness that everybody strives to, you know, to reach. And to get to that certain pedigree, it's all about progression. And, you know, that fuels the human spirit, I think, is how do we progress, where, where it's uh, personally, spiritually, economically, or socially. You know what I'm saying? So they yeah. push you to that level. So it's, it's amazing, man. The, the, just being around them, you know. I, I remember when I was, um, my first day on set for God, Godfather Harlem, and I was uh, uh, sitting across from Forrest, and I'm in the scene, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, this is Forrest Whitaker right here. <laughs> <laughs> it hits you yeah, that time, man. right? Like, oh, shit. Yeah, like, damn, this is Forrest Whitaker, man. But at the time, you know, I'm trying to be in it as present as, as possible. You snap back into it. Like, I'm, a, I'm Ali. Yeah. And, um, you know, doing my course working on that show, when I was on set, when I when I was scheduled to work, where this Monday through Friday, I was Cassius Clay. I wasn't Derek Augustine. And I was in I was in my character that whole week. Only thing I would break for is is the uh, you know are the weekends, mm. so um, that that really allowed me to stay in character and become the greatest. You, you feel me? And um, 
But working with those greats is just it, it pushes you to to be great. If that if that makes any sense, it makes perfect sense, man. And and you, and you mentioned it like when you're playing people that are so iconic, like Cassius Clay in a, in a critically sh- critically acclaimed show like Godfather Harlem. Yeah. You can't be Derek. You got to be like in the yes. zone, you know what I mean, all times. And all time. I know a lot of people that are chasing dreams right now, probably stuck in quarantine, trying to, you know, get their creative juices out of there. I'd love yeah. to just know how you manage to stay in character and just any tips you can give to any young actors out there yeah. that will well, let them know, like, okay, this is what I need to do to yeah. stay on the right path. Well, when I first got, you saw about just as far as like Cassius Clay? Cassius Clay, yeah. When I first got the audition, um, and man, just, just booking that was a, a pro, was a, was a pro, was a process, bro. It's just from the audition to the callback to the director session, then, then the network test. You know, it took about four or five auditions to get that while I was working on 2K. I was, mm-hmm. I was working on 2K while I, while I booked that. So there's a lot of pressure. And then when you get it, when I booked the role, I was like, man, I'm playing Cash's Clay. <laughs> you can't, um, you can't half-step that one. You can't half-step that one, man. And it's such a – for me, as, as a global aspect, that's the number one iconic athlete of all times. You go to any country, they know Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the, it was a lot of pressure. I wasn't so much pressure to working with the guys I work with. You know what I'm saying? It was more more so of getting this character down pat. So I got his voice, his movements. You know, I um, I contacted my coach back at William Esper Studios, and you know, um, me and David, we were running. My, my my teacher name is David from William Esper. We were running scenes back together. Um, I got a vocal coach to help on um, getting his his uh, accent right, and that was to me that was the hardest thing is his accent. Because, it, yeah, he's from the South. He's from uh, Louisville, Kentucky. But it's, it's different, man. He, but he still had that modern – it would go in and out from modern to, 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 to that country, you know, Louisville accent. Yeah. And I would have to, like – Patrick Clay was, like, our first MC. Like yeah, exactly. He was a, yeah, he was an MC. That's what people didn't know. This dude was a, was a poet, man, a poet, an yeah. uh, uh, MC, you know what I'm saying? And just his vernacular back then was just beautiful. And he spoke, he, he spoke as though, I'm going to say this, and what are you going to do? I don't care. <laughs> and that wasn't so easy to do back then. I, yeah. I, feel, like, I feel like we kind of take that for granted right now, yeah. right, where we got athletes where they could be the biggest athletes in the world, and, you know, they really can't say what they want to say because they got brands to uphold. They got right. sponsors to uphold. This dude told was telling whole governments, hey, this is how I feel, and I, I give you my ass to kiss if you don't like it. Exactly, but in that time, you know, when you're dealing with Jim Crow and you know uh, racism, that and he he still uh, you know stood strong for what he you know felt was right, and that was the thing is though, yeah, it might have been hard back, it might have been it's, it's hard today, but back then when you had those things pressing against you, it's even more harder, I think. And he said, you know, I don't care, I'm still speak my truth, and I, I appreciate that. So you know to stay in that to, to to stay in that character you have to be in that every day you got to leave breathe and and speak it every day because so for me I can't I couldn't just turn it on and off I had to live it in the moment every day. Awesome. So you got to stay in it you got to find what works for that character and just stay in it even when you get home. So when I was getting home at my hotel I was I was Cassie Clay people were looking like why are you talking like that? <laughs> <laughs> so just got to stay in it man I was training man I, was, I trained for like four months prior to, prior prior to shooting. 
uh, I was I was tanning tanning uh, twice twice a month. Just to, you know, what I'm saying, just because he was a little, I think he was a little bit darker than me, so I was, I didn't want, yeah, I didn't want a little high yellow over there. So yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> so I was, dude, I, I tanned twice a month, man, and um, you know, I did what what I had to do to get get in that zone. Awesome, and uh, so let's let's switch gears a little bit. I mean, yeah. hearing you tell the story is kind of like crazy to me because when I'm hearing your voice, I'm 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 closing my eyes. I'm like, damn, that is Che from yeah. NBA 2K, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. And I play, a, I play a ton of two games, especially right now. When yeah. We all locked down. There ain't much for us to do. Like, right, right, right. We creatives, but you know, at the end of the day, I need to unwind. So I'll just hit the base. I got my Xbox right here. You know, exactly. I'm <laughs> getting going. So yeah. I mean, what's it like to be, well, to have one of the most recognizable voices in in culture? Yeah. Like, it's a lot, a lot of probably people. more well known than a lot of NBA players. Like, and. I'm gonna be honest with you. When I first booked it, I, you know, going into the audition, they, they didn't tell me what it was. It was like for a video game, and I was testing for another project, mm-hmm. so I was really like, I don't care about this one. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the audition, but I, I don't care. I'm gonna do my thing. So I went in there, met the director. No, I went to the original um, audition, I did my thing, then got got back in uh, for the, the producer session. I met the director, Sheldon Candace, brilliant, brilliant director, black guy, and he's really. He's about to do some big things. Yeah. So I met him, and uh, we clicked, and we ran the scene a couple times, and then I was still testing for this other project, and uh, I didn't get the other project, and then I get a call from my manager. I was like, hey, I just want to let you know you booked this this other thing. I was like, okay, cool. And they never really told me what it was, and it's a video game, NBA 2K. I was like, what? <laughs> Man, you know how many people play 2K? I mean, hey, I'm from the hood. You know how many people play exactly. 2K? <laughs> you know, I got a static, man, and... um. And then I heard that LeBron James company, Spring Hill, was producing it. And, you know, I got even more excited. So, um, but not so many people noticed. And I didn't know it, man. 2K is a billion-dollar company. NBA 2K. They sell millions and millions of copies of that game, man. So that's when it really hit me. When I learned that piece of information, I was like, I'm going to get known globally. And I, I remember just me reaching out. I mean, during the duration of filming, I remember me talking to the producers like, hey, y'all got to keep my face. <laughs> <laughs> they got to keep my face, man. I don't care what y'all do. But then I was like, yeah, but the, the users can scan any face. I was like, dang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look, but, like, you look like me on my video game, but the voice is, is a little yeah, <laughs> a little different. But it's all good, man. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty cool knowing the fact that, you know, my, my voice has reached millions and uh, you know, that's, that's something that's going to go down in my personal journey. It's pretty Absolutely. Cool. Absolutely. And uh, you mentioned it before you got to work with Rosario Dawson and mm-hmm. she was another voice. Yeah. What was it like working with her on that project? You know, I, I grew up watching Rosario. We all did. <laughs> and when I first heard she was attached, I was like, man, it's like my, you know, my, my, my younger days crush. <laughs> so I was I was very excited, but, uh, you know, kept professional. And she was very, very professional. She came in, you know, did her thing. But she, she thought it was just going to be voiceover. She didn't think that we had to. So this whole mo- motion capture thing is, it's real acting, man. They put you in the motion capture suit. Which you have, like, these dots. And, uh, and like, uh, underneath that is, like, this spandex suit with a big camera right here, this helmet. And the studio is wrapped with, like, 250 cameras. Then you have regular cameras, regular Alexas and red cameras in the studio alone. And you got director, producers, sound guys, you know, a scripty. It's just like a regular set. 
So Sheldon, the director, like to call it a movie inside of the video game. That's exactly what it was. So she was like, oh, I know how to do all this. So, but it was an easy transition. Once you, once she got used to the camera interface, I think we, 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 we did our thing. And I think her and I had one of the biggest scenes in the game, man. It's when she, she comes in and, and, uh, she, she figures out that I mean, I'm going to, you know, give up playing for my college because, you know, what happened to Porter. Right. Comes in mad, like, what are you doing? You going to get your diploma? Why are you leaving so soon? And I'm like, I don't care about no diploma. You know what I'm saying? But she brought it, and I brought it, and she was amazing to work with. The other guy, Idris, man. Idris. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, um, and he just got to be Idris in that. So, like, I remember yeah. playing the game, and I see his face pop up. Like, I heard Rosario's voice, but I didn't get to see Rosario, and I heard your voice, and you don't really get to see you. But they see yeah. Idris pop up, and they're just like, oh, snap. <laughs> so, what was that like? Man, when I first heard that we got him, I was like, man, this is, you know, it's, it's, it's not, it's not too many actors, black actors to me. That's, that's like a big, you got your Will Smiths, you know, Denzel, um, you know, um, Sterling K. Brown, Idris Elba. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, man, I get, I get to work with one of the greats and, you know, I, I, I made sure that, I want to learn from him, ask him for advice. And that's what I tell a lot of young actors. When you work on a project, ask the ask, you know, people who've been in your in your industry for a while, ask them for advice. You know what I'm saying? So um I got I got to do that. You know, he was very professional, um, very smart. I remember when I first met, we talked about our characters and stuff like that. So he took it very, very, very serious and I and I appreciate that. So he's there, he was there for two days and you know, we did our scenes. And, um, you know, after we got done filming, you know, I was like, hey, man, you got you have any advice for me, Idris, man? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm young and, you know, I, I took a break to go to drama school. And so I feel like I got I'm playing catch up. You know what I'm saying? And um, it was like, Derek, you got this, this British accent, this thick British <laughs> accent. Hey, Derek, well, I'll tell you what, yeah, you're going to be good. I'm telling you, bro, you catch you, you work with me, you work with Idris, I'm, you work with um, Forrest Whitaker. You're going to be good. I don't have to give you any advice. And, you know, for me, that was like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. If, if this guy's telling me this, and he was like, no BS. I, if I was BSing you, I'll give you some some more over advice. But you don't need none. That it meant, it meant a lot, man, coming from one of the greats where, you know, we all aspire to be the cover of GQ magazine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he is, all that stuff. He's the standard. He's the standard yeah, for everybody. And I, I don't even act. And I know, like, I know my ages are getting it. Like he's yeah. he's just the dude where I was like, yeah, man, your girl's leaving you for each of salvage. It's like, all right. <laughs> I, yeah, all right. You can be let mad, me, but it's like yeah. let, let me know how it goes. You know, yeah, like, like, you know, so, tell me some stories. Like. Yeah. So for me to hear that from him, it was, you know, it was a breath of fresh air. Oh yeah. And and you mentioned, you know, a lot of the legends that you work with, a lot of the iconic filmmakers and directors and actors you work with. Uh Queen Sugar played Felix yeah. Evans, uh, yeah. with Ava DuVernier. Um, tell me what it's like, uh, you know, you say you take a lot of advice and you take a lot of bits and pieces from the people you work with. Yeah. Ava DuVernay is one of those directors as well. We talk about standard setters. She's yeah. one of those people, man. So, um, do you take anything specifically from her working on Queen Sugar? I would say it, she didn't direct my episodes or my episode, but she was there. Right. Um, I would say for her is just her work ethic. 
you know, she started as a, uh, a publicist and, mm-hmm. you know, she says in, in a couple of her interviews, you know, I, I, I always wanted to be a director and why, why, why couldn't I, if these, if these men can pick up their cameras and make some stuff, I can too. So she, she picked up a camera and she was like 31, 32 and made her first, first film and look how far she, she's come. So, I mean, anybody can look at that and say, every Duvernay did this, I can do the same thing in any industry, I, you know, I want to progress in. So just her worth ethic, her, you know, her knowing that she can use her platform for bigger and better things as well. Um, just, you know, she's, you know, she's, she's, she uses her platform to talk about things we're dealing right now as far as, you know, racial issues, social injustice, um, uh, women's rights. And what I do love about her is that she, in, in her episodes of Queen Sugar, all the directors were women, right? the women of color. And I, I really do appreciate that because a lot of women don't get the opportunities that men are given in this industry, you know, and, and it just goes to show you that it's good to give back when you're, when you're in a state to give back. And that's what she does a lot. And I appreciate that so much from, you know, about her. And that teaches me when I do um, in the future, get reached where I want to reach that I can give back and pull, you know, other young kids up, other brothers, other sisters who, you know, who grew up in the same environment I grew up. And, you know, that's another breath of fresh air with her, Ava DuVernay. But she's she's amazing, man. And hopefully I get to work with her again. Well, you, you've been keeping creative this, this entire time when, you know, a lot of things aren't really happening. And, you know, all you really have is your thoughts and, you know, things you want to work on and projects that you've been putting to the side. It's yeah, like it's yeah. time to kind of, like, focus on it. So I'm going to put you on the spot. Yeah, go ahead. So if you could star... Or in a sequel or a remake for any existing movie or TV show. Like we're giving you the blank checks. Like, yo, Derek, we want you to, 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 you know, redo or remake this classic movie or TV show. Yeah. What will it be? Man, you know what? My favorite actor of all time is Will Smith. I've never met him. Never worked with him before. But I will one day. One day. And it's crazy. We're, we're, we're going to show that clip when that happens. I'm going to clip it out and be like, yeah, see? Told you. <laughs> and and it's, it's crazy. You know, a lot of the, the, the fans who watch Godfather Har- Harlem can see the correlation of, you know, the, of the look like between me and Will. And sometimes when, when, I'm, when I watch my old son, I'm like, dang, I do look kind of like Will. So I would say, I would say, one of my favorite movies from him is I Am Legend. Mm. So... I would say I Am Legend 2, or I'm trying to think. Well, it's appropriate now. I mean, she might, it might hit a little too close to home at this it's point. It's to home, man. <laughs> but I would say I Am Legend or um, Independence Day. Nice. nice. Yeah. Well, we're going we're gonna to reach out to Westbrook and uh, see what they can make that happen very soon, man. <laughs> For uh, sure, man. So, yo, I know you're, you're, you're from New Orleans, born and bred. Yeah. And uh, you're a big football fan. You play football. Yeah. St. Augustine is what it is. The division got a little tougher this year, man. Tom Brady playing for the Buccaneers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Tom let out a tweet saying, I don't know why Drew Brees never sold any Drew Orleans tees. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> Would you buy a Drew Orleans t-shirt? Yeah. I would buy a Drew Orleans t-shirt, man. You know, in New Orleans, they call uh, Breeze Breezes. 
Breezes Christ, yes. Yeah, so I think they sell Breezes T-shirts, but it's not put on by him. But I would, I would buy some T-shirts, man. <laughs> man, you know, I've been a Saints fan. You know, our mom used to make us watch the Saints growing up. I remember when Bobby Bear was playing for the Saints, mm-hmm. the quarterback Bobby Bear, And it's just, for us, it's like a tradition, man. It's man, You may have some problems with your family, but on Sunday, you barbecue and watch Saints. And it brings the family together, man. So it's much more than it's bigger than football. It's like a culture in New Orleans, the Saints. And um, for me, Breeze needs another another ring. <laughs> no, listen, bro. You know man, what? We should have had one in the two past two or three years. I've been yeah. like, the Saints are due. The yeah. Saints are due. They've been knocking on that door every week, every year. Yeah, happening. Years has been heartbreaking for me, man. The Minnesota Miracle. You know, the ref games from the Rams and the the Vikings last year just, God, wouldn't give us a break. Ugh, rough. Rough. Now, you know, we you got you to go through Brady now, too, with the division. Go, I'm not worried about the Buccaneers, man. You know right? what? It's, it's, I mean, Mike Evans, OJ Howard. You got to fix the old line first, though, brother. Dude, got to fix that old line. Got to fix the old line first. But you saw Jamie Winston was getting his, his behind <laughs> back there. I think that's why he threw so many picks because they don't have a good old line. But I say, I think they're going to address that in the in the draft and hopefully, you know, free agency. But hey, the Saints, we pretty much maintain our our same team. We added Emmanuel Sanders. You know what I'm saying? The, the wide receiver from the 49ers. He's been uh, he's been productive everywhere he's been. So I'm out. Exactly. I can see Breeze getting busy with him. But yeah. now you don't have Bridgewater. You still got Taysom Hill though. Uh, what do you think about Taysom Hill, man? Is, is he the, is he the next in line? To, you know what? Mantle or what? I respect Taysom Hill as a, as an athlete, man. He is, he he's the you know the, we call him the the Swiss Army Knight. Yeah. Play any position, but as far as quarterback wise, I don't know, man. And it's a lot to ask. It's a lot to ask, and I haven't seen him, you know, play. A, I mean, you know, we we have preseason. I've seen him play some full games preseason, but he hasn't played a, a regular season game as a starter. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to see what they do with him this season, man. But I would love to us to draft like a young quarterback and for him to sit under Drew Brees, maybe like Jordan Love, but he might be gone for our pick. And to address the win-now situation that Saints are in, we're going to have to get a linebacker or some more DBs because our offense is there. But if you want to win and compete with, you know, the 49ers, Seattle, to to, to stop these fast receivers, we're going to need a linebacker that can move sideline to sideline. So we're going to have to get a covered linebacker, whether that's um, Queen from LSU or uh, what's the other home we have? Murray mm-hmm. from what Ohio, mm-hmm. uh, o- Oklahoma. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to address a linebacker situation because you know we just AJ Klein left. We got Demario Davis. We got Anzalone, but he's always hurt. He's coming right. from a shoulder injury. So we're gonna have to draft a linebacker, I think, in the first, and then address you know the secondary and the later picks. But I would love personally. I wanna I want us to get uh, Justin Jefferson from LSU. Really, I mean, it's a hand and glove fit. I mean, he might he might be there. He, he might, might be there. I think I think the I think personally the Eagles gonna pick him up. But the Eagles are I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, obviously you're in NBA 2K, so I gotta talk to, to you about some NBA. Right. And uh, you know, one it's one thing to be a Saints fan, but right now the New Orleans Pelicans, despite the league yeah. freaking up. Y'all were must-see TV ever since I got the big boy. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I would just love to know your thoughts 
on, uh, you know, the New Orleans Pelicans. I mean, and, they, and they, to me, they're bigger than just Zion. I mean, Brandon Ingram's an all-star. Yep. Lonzo Ball starts to look like yeah. Lonzo Ball. I mean, JJ's going to be JJ. Drew yep. Holiday's a hell of a player. What do you think about the New Orleans Pelicans, man? So I think um, we're a young team, which is good. Mm. And uh, luckily for me, when – Working on 2K, I got to meet a lot of a lot of basketball players, man, and, and do scenes with them. And I met uh, I met Anthony Davis when he was still a, pe- a Pelican. And, I, and uh, hey, I was talking to him. I put him on the side. I was like, hey, bro, you can tell me. You really go with me? He was like, chill, bro, chill, bro. I was like, oh, I'm going to meet you up. Why you going to be at? I'm going to see you. You're going to be at Lakers. And sure enough, look what happened. But, <laughs> Have you talked to him since? What's up? Have you talked I, to him since? At the, at the rap, 2K rap party, I was like, I told you behind. <laughs> but look, uh, I think we're a young team, man. And I think this this time off that, that they have, I'm glad Zion has. Because I, I I had two knee surgeries, man. I told my ACL twice, twice in college. Ooh. And um, I'm, the, your knees, your back, and your shoulders, man, once they go, it's tough. So I'm glad he has this time to really rest. I think he came back too soon, honestly. Yeah. I'm glad he has this time to rest. Even if it was just meniscus, I know he's just going in and scope it out, but you never know. So I'm glad he, he's taking his time to, like, to rest, go through more, hopefully going through more physical therapy on his knee, straighten up those muscles, you know what I'm saying, hoping make sure that that cartilage is not going to rip or tear again. And um, I think in a couple years, we're going to be all right, man. We're just a young team. We're still developing. And you can see that too. Yeah, I mean, uh, but there were certain times where I'm looking at them and I'm like, these guys match up really well with really? a lot of the better teams in the league, right? Like, they may not have the record to match it, right. but like, when they're clicking, and mind you, at that point, the Pelicans was on TV damn near every night, national right. television. So I'm like, I'm watching them, but I'm watching the Knicks. Yeah. So I'm like, yo, Pelicans, they get them a, a solid off-the-bench score. Exactly. Get some, you know what I mean? Get some people, some big boys to spell Zion for a couple. Like, yep. they're almost like a team of the future. Yep. If you put Zion at center – and he's just gonna run with Lonzo. I don't know. I think Zion can play a little, a little four. I, mean, I think so too. I mean, that's a natural position. But I'm thinking just like I think of those running gun Warriors teams where they had like those death lineups, and he had yeah. like. And I've always said Zion Williamson is Draymond Green with all the Infinity Stones, right? Like the best part, the best versions of all of Draymond, yeah. being like ridiculously athletic, probably a better shooter. And a better ball handler at that time, you know what I mean. So, Draymond plays the four, right? Yes, yeah, Draymond plays the four. Yeah. But when he had the death lineup, he played a five and he played five. blast. You know what I mean? So you got Lonzo who's shooting a lot better now. Yeah. JJ who could be like your poor man's Clay Thompson. Right, right, right. Brandon Ingram who is your poor man's KD. And yeah. you know yeah. you got uh, what's the dude uh, Jackson Hayes who is a, is a nice rim runner. And mm-hmm. uh, you know you got you got a you got a five that could. You know, with, when they're all clicking, they can go with anybody. Anybody, you're right. My, so my ideal situation for them is like, you know, get a six man, a good six man, and hopefully get another five. Mm. Get another five, uh, uh, somebody taller. That way you can put Ingram at a three and put uh, a Zion at a four and then run your five and switch up the offense like that. And then defense would be like, what, what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do I do? You know, so we'll see. I, I, but, you know, coming from New Orleans – Football was my number one thing, though. <laughs> like basketball, honestly, we even when we were the Hornets, we weren't really, we weren't really going to basketball games, man. That's why we really weren't on TV like that. Now, since yeah. you got Zion, okay, now you're gonna pick up pick, pick up some national games, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, like 
You get yeah. a guy like Zion in New Orleans. It's not like an A market, but now it kind of is because you attract some free agents because people want to go play with that kid. Go play with him, yeah. 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 Make him better and win some rings. I mean, that's 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 what's about right now. Um, so last question I want to ask you, man, um, before we get you out of here. Minorities in Hollywood, obviously, you talked about Ava DuVernier, especially black women having mm-hmm. to jump through certain types of hurdles to yeah. uh, get where they need to go. You being somebody who is getting a lot of work, working on Cloak and Dagger, working mm-hmm. on Godfather Harlem, working on Queen Sugar. Um, you got a lot of work, new work coming coming through as well. What yeah. advice do you have? For uh, any minorities, minority actors trying to break in, make a name for themselves in the game right now? You know, this this really goes out to any, not just minority actors, but minority directors, writers, producers. Mm. I wish somebody would have told me when I was, um, specifically when I was training in my craft in college and in, in mm. drama school, that um, just stay focused, man. You know, when I, was, when I was in college, man, I was, you know, kind of worried about some of the wrong things like women you know what I'm saying um, things that really wasn't going to make me successful in the future so right. I would say if you really want to do this don't play around because this industry will weave out the people who just want to do this just to be famous and that never was my thing I never want, wanted to be like I mean I want to be a famous actor now I want, I want to be a, a, work, a working actor working on a great show to help home in on my craft and make me a better artist so if, if you strive to to not just have a career, a job in this industry, but a calling, and you're going to be okay. But my number one advice would be have patience, man. Nothing is going to happen overnight. That's what I would tell my young self when I was still in drama school, conflicted about, man, I, when I saw all my peers and people, you know what I'm saying, working, and I had to go back, I had to go to college. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to go straight into the business, but I learned so much. I'm theatrically trained. <clears throat> so I tell young actors, go to do theater. You really want to be an actor? Do theater. Go to drama school. And then I, I, res- I mean, I have some res- level of respect for you, but for me, my level of respect comes to somebody who trained on, on their craft. Right. I would say tr- really, really train on your craft um, to know what type of actor you are and t- to have that, that foundation, those fundamentals. Beat on that craft. Um, do, do some theater. It's just for the actors out here. Do some theater, man, because that, that's going to open up your level of creativity and it's going to make you a better actor. Do some theater, get in some classes. I know money's hard, but when I was in New York, 21, 22, just graduated college, I made it work. I was doing sales for an engineering firm, getting off that that job, going to acting class. A Negro Ensemble Company. I went to a Negro Ensemble Company where their alumni reaches to like Denzel Washington, you know what I'm saying? Um, and a lot of other black, well-known actors. So I found a, a, a school that, you know, that, that would better... Um, that I think would better my career as an actor. So I went to Negro Ensemble Company. I studied at William Esper Studios. I took some classes with Susan Bastin. So it, it wasn't just overnight, man. This was a, this was a, a mountain going up for my career as, as, a, as the foundation. So that's my advice, man. Learn as much as you can. Um, Holding on your craft. Know that nothing is going to happen overnight, even if you see your peers you know, getting jobs, getting jobs, getting jobs. That's their path. What's your path, young brother, young sister? You know what I'm saying? People don't know that. I've been doing this for a while, dog. I mean, <laughs> I mean look young. That's the melon in my skin, dog. But it, it took me a minute to get where I'm at, dog. And I'm, I don't think that I'm, yeah, I worked on some shows, but I don't think I'm at that point right now, dog, where it's like, 
I'm comfortable. I'm not comfortable, man. I'm still hungry, dog. You never get comfortable. It's no. the athlete in you. That's always yeah. always tell people like, well, no matter what you do, if you play sports, growing up, you're never really satisfied. But it puts the discipline nah. in you to be my, able to be like, I know, yeah. I know, I got some success, but I got so much more to go. Yeah, and my mom just say, man, you want to eat? You got to kill to eat. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. You got to learn how to kill. That's what you got to do. You got to learn those fundamentals, dog. Another thing, find a mentor who's older than you, who's who's, you know I'm saying, who you kind of want to not mimic your career around, but you can see them, you can see where, how successful they are. So find an older mentor, reach out to them, say, hey, man, I don't want nothing. I just, I would like to tap in with you uh, once or twice out of the month, reach out for you for some resources. You know what I'm saying? As far as resources, I'm talking about, give me some advice. You know what I'm saying? What do you think I should train? What directors do you see me working with? You know, what avenue should I take? Should I go this way or this way? You know what I'm saying? Get an agent. That's nothing. You got to get an agent. Usually, um, how you get agents is with, you know, you, you, I, I'm, I'm old school, bro. Yeah. You do, do, do a play, find an agent. <laughs> that shit, I mean, it's not going to work if you just reach out to agents. They're going to be like, okay, what you work, what, what you work on? If they don't have any, you know what I'm saying, reference points to bounce off with. So I'm, I'm old school, man. And I, I think that's my downfall when I'm giving advice to young people. If they want to hear that, young people want it now. Yeah. It doesn't work like that, bro. You got to put you gotta, it You got to, you got to. You got to keep chopping at the tree, man. It don't yeah, just fall over. Hey, man, you know what I'm saying? And people don't want to hear that. And I didn't want to hear that when I was young. So I understand. Yeah. But I did it. You know what I'm saying? I, didn't, I remember when I, I, I said when I was in New York, my godmother, Jackie Lee. You know Jackie Lee? Yeah, that sounds familiar, yeah. Well-known out there in New York. She's in the industry as well, a producer oh. out there. But my godmother, man, she she had a, um, uh, a coffee, um, like a coffee meeting with Jeffrey Wright. You know who Jeffrey oh, Wright is? Uh yes, he's a black actor, old school. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Grew up in a ton of movies, yeah, ton of movies, man. He was on a lot of stuff. So I, I met, I, I was there, and I asked for some, for some advice. And I was like 21 at the time, wet behind the ears, straight out of drama school. He was like, "Young brother, you will have to do some more deal. It's gonna take you a while." I didn't want to hear that. Uh-huh. I did not want to hear that, bro. I was like, "Man, this dude hating, man. He just want me to, <laughs> he want me to, to, you know, what I'm saying to to, to, to wait, and, and that's from a blow up." Yeah. Guess, guess what I had to do? I had to do more theater, dog. So it's he's an older dude. He's a mentor. He's somebody who's seen it and been through there, so he knew the path yeah. that he needed to take. Yeah, exactly, brother. So that's that's only advice I I I, I really have to give. Is if you really want it, you got to work hard, man. It's not gonna come overnight. This industry's hard, as you know, bro. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Last question I want to ask you about the movie. It's time. Uh, supposed to come out this year. Oh, yeah. Uh, story of old Miss Rebel defensive back Chucky Mullins. That's You're right. in this movie. Talk to me about it. Man, it was honestly, we were, we were, this was, we were supposed to uh, film this. I mean, it was supposed to come out uh, last month. Yeah. But the, but the quarantine hit, and unfortunately, we had they had to push it back. But we filmed this like two years ago, man. And I play uh, Dino Orr, which was uh, Chucky Mullins, one of his, one of his good, good friends at Ole Miss. And it's about Chucky Mullins' story about how, you know, he he got faced with this this unfortunate situation he was in. He got he went out for a tackle and um, broke his neck and was paralyzed from you know the head down. Yeah. And um, showing his relationship with Brad Gaines, who was the defensive, I mean, who was a running back that Chucky Mullins collided with, and how they became friends, man. And um, it was cool because to film that because we were in Mississippi. A lot of the, his old teammates came back and was there on set. We got the old coach um, from uh, Ole Miss. He came to set, and um, it was a real good experience, man. And 
I'm excited to see. It. I saw some clips of it, but I'm really excited to see the finished pro- uh, project. So, yeah, man, and it was cool because I played football and a lot. Yeah, of I was about to say that's right up your alley, right? Yeah, right up my alley, and a lot of a lot of the people who who I worked with on that show, we were still friends today. Like Pearson Foday, who was who was uh, who played Brad Games. Uh, you know, we we live like next door to each other, so we we all we go to the gym and work out together, and you know, bounce off auditions to each other and. Patrick Walker, who's in, um, he's in The Power, and uh, he did some other episodes, a lot of other stuff. So we, we're all cool, man, and I'm, I'm excited to see it. I want, I hopefully it comes out once this whole quarantine stuff is over with, so we'll see what happens. But, um, man, it, it's been a blessing. Every project I work with has it's been cool, man, down to, like, Vampire Diaries, Criminal Minds, you know, The Quad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm losing track. I, I work so much, man. It's, it's it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> to see a black man employed, brother. It's yeah, man. Crazy. It feels good, man. It feels good. <laughs> um, look, man, uh, keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing, dog. Yes, sir. And uh, I appreciate you for reaching out to me, man. And, and after uh, every movie, after every big joint that you, you secure, you're coming back right on the show, especially when this quarantine's over, when you're back I'm in New York back, City. Man. You know, I got yeah. a, a new show right now before we, you know, before we, the quarantine hit. It's called yeah. Swagger for Apple okay. TV. Um, Kevin Durant, it's like Kevin Durant is one of the producers, so it's based on his, you know, childhood growing up in AU basketball and stuff like that. So, funny story, I actually played against Kevin Durant in high school. Really? Uh, Academy, yeah. <laughs> we got smoked by on, we was on ESPN2. Yeah. Uh, I played for St. Patrick's High School. He was a junior. He went to Oak Hill Academy for junior before he went to Montrose Christian. Yeah. And I see this, like, mind you, he wasn't like terribly known yet. I was like, who's this? Yeah. 6'10", skin and bones, like... Yeah. Mind you, our center was, like, going to the league. Like, he was, like, seven foot big. They called him Baby Shaq. Then was Derek Character. Played for the Lakers for a couple months, right? A couple years. Yeah. I'm like, man, we about to wash this little skinny boy. Wash these, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dude, mind you, I'm in high school. This has got to be, what, 2004? I ain't seen nothing like this before, right? I'm seeing a seven-footer dribbling 45 feet out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I haven't yeah, met him yet, man, but he seemed like a cool dude. He, he never came to set yet, but we'll see, man. But it's it's going to be a good show, bro. It's me. O'Shea's in it. O'Shea Jackson, who's uh, – Oh, it's my guy, nice man. Dude. Big wrestling yeah. fan, too. I mess with O'Shea. That's my dude. Hey, hey cool dude, bro. Me and him, we're going back. Hey, we're going back at it. You got to see this joint. It's going to be good, dog. Uh, you know what we can expect? Is it, is it, it's, it was it or? in the fall, but, you know, with this whole thing going on, probably next year, man. So awesome. well, we still we still got our you know wrap up shooting, so we'll see what happens. Awesome. Well, Derek, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, uh, if you got it. anything else you want to plug, uh, but you can check him out on Godfather Harlem, Cloak and Dagger, uh, NBA 2K20, Swagger coming soon. It's time coming soon. He stays yeah. booked, man. If I miss anything, let me know. Talk to me. Hey, man, that's, that's pretty much it, man. Just look out for the stuff coming out. Like I said, it's time's coming out. Uh, hopefully, when this whole thing is over with. Um, swagger for Apple TV that's coming out soon. Hopefully, with this whole quarantine thing, we'll see what happens. But uh, man, that's it, man. Look, peace and love to you guys. If you got a passion, shoot for your passion 100%. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take, so go for it, take a shot. But whatever you do, put all your heart and hard work into it because nothing in this life comes easy. You got to work for it, you know what I'm saying? So, much love, much peace. Love you guys, you know what I'm saying. Appreciate you, Derek. You take it easy. Stay safe. Keep your hands washed and give my best to the family, brother.
Hey, thank you, man. Hey, look out for them Saints next year. You hear me? I would say hey, they got to break through. They do. Yeah, they do. we got this. We go, we go, we go, we go get a ring for uh, Drew Brees this year. Man. We <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you, brother. All right, New Orleans. I love y'all. You hear me? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, man. This has been today's episode of Say Less. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Podbean, anywhere you get podcasts. But obviously, if you want to watch it in all its glory, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube page, youtube.com slash Kazim. Thank you so much. Say less. Peace. <laughs>